the volume. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The Colin Coward Podcast, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more during the Super Bowl than with FanDuel. New users bet 5 bucks and win 280 in cash on either team to win. FanDuel's America's number one sportsbook. It's safe and secure. It's easy to use. And it's fun to combine multiple bets from time to time on their same game parlays. Really easy. Bet a little. Win a lot. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day, each night when you log in. How do you do that? Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up with the promo code Colin. Let them know I sent you. The Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday Morning Podcast. My buddy, Mike Silver, he's going to have insight on Harbaugh to the Vikings, really good insight on the market for Jimmy Garoppolo, and we're going to spend a good 10, 12 minutes, maybe 15, on Brian Flores and that damning lawsuit against the NFL and several parties. Let me start with some thoughts on three topics. Number one, Tom Brady. Many people pointed out when Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington broke the story that Brady was retiring, that you can't trust the media, fake media, media doesn't know anything. Listen, they were right. And the media is like any other field, medicine, aviation, architecture, pilots. There are people you trust and people you don't trust. Every field has its share of cretins and bad actors. Okay. Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington have been in the business for decades. I would put them at the top of any list in terms of breaking stories. Um, when you cry fake news, it doesn't make you sound informed. Schefter and Darlington bat about 98%. Now, I've had sources lie to me. 
Uh, in fact, I wouldn't even use the word lie. I've had sources pretend they know more than they do. We make mistakes. The IRS audits sometimes people and finds nothing. But the Brady story, Tom's not going to be able to, with his stature and status, control his exit. When he went to Tampa, I broke that story. He didn't. And when he left the sport, Schefter and Jeff Darlington broke that story. He didn't. It's the reality of our job and the reality of his fame. I hear people talking about Jim Harbaugh interviewing for the Minnesota Vikings. And again, Mike Silver and I will talk about this at some length. As if it will hurt Michigan recruiting. I hear this all the time. Folks, when you interview for an NFL job as a college coach, it increases your value because college players overwhelmingly want to get paid professionally to hit people and throw and catch passes. It in no way hurts the recruiting of Michigan football. If Jim Harbaugh was in the SEC at an Alabama where that footprint, there are more top 300 high school football players than the Michigan, the state of Michigan footprint, Jim Harbaugh would have national championships. He is a great coach. And when Pete Carroll was at USC, long before he left, he was hotly rumored to be interviewed or interviewing for multiple NFL jobs. Great people. And there aren't many in any field. Harbaugh is a great coach, professionally or collegiately. Great coaches, great doctors, great everything. People are seeking them out, whether they're employed or not. Biggest college news yesterday, Caleb Williams, the star quarterback from Oklahoma, has transferred to USC. So I went to social media Friday gave a fight on and said I was hearing things. What I heard was there was no truth to the rumors he was going to play for the Wisconsin Badgers, despite the fact Bobby Ingram was hired by Wisconsin and he knows Caleb Williams and his father. I was told no truth to that. From the very beginning, I was told it was a 75% lean to USC and Oklahoma had about a 25% chance. But I'll say this, he made the right move. Look at what McVeigh has done for Stafford. Look at what Andy Reid has done for Patrick Mahomes. If you look around the NFL at defensive players, their elevation and talent is not as directly tied to their defensive coordinator or coach. Quarterbacks, you're often as good as your head coach. You can look around the NFL or college football. Once you find your kingmaker, once you find your mentor offensively, your best bet is to follow him wherever he goes. This was the right choice for Caleb Williams. Now, I've said this, USC's front seven defensively is simply not good enough to compete for a national championship. But people look at USC's four wins and eight loss record last year and say, boy, they've got a long way to go. No, it speaks to how lousy of a coach Clay Helton was. With the same people, it probably would have been an 8-4 and four record with Lincoln Riley. Clay Helton didn't get an interview at a Power 5 conference. Didn't get an interview when fired by USC. He won 70% of his games in the Pac-12 in a Rose Bowl and did not get an interview at any 
Power Five Conference school. He was a bad coach. This is not a great roster, but it is filled with talented players who with the right coach will win. And duly noting, the Pac-12 is the weakest it has been in my life. Oregon has the most talent and USC is not on their schedule next year. Offensively, the transfer portal has allowed USC to strengthen significantly in the last month. They will vie for the conference, and I'd be surprised if they don't win it. That said, they are two to three years away and multiple recruiting classes from vying from the Buckeyes, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, and maybe even Oklahoma. Let's get to Mike Silver. All right, I bring in Mike Silver uh, on a day full of news. Let's start with Brian Flores uh, suing multiple people uh, from, as far as I can tell, the Giants, the Dolphins. Uh, it includes a Bill Belichick level, uh, letter. Uh, he's suing the NFL. Uh, my first takeaway is it's a little scorched earth. Uh, he probably would acknowledge not that it would be a career ender, but it will limit some opportunities going forward. If you are a litigious person, that scares some people off. Um, I, but uh, I always thought the Rooney rules a little shammy to begin with. Uh, what's your takeaway on the Flores lawsuits? Yeah, Colin, it looks like he snapped. And I, I can understand and appreciate why uh, any black coach would snap, given the overall backdrop of coaching and race in the NFL that I've witnessed in my 33 years covering this league. And before that, as a consumer, it's just, you know, there are so many instances where it just doesn't seem fair on a systemic level. And this particular coaching cycle has not gone well. And then if you look at the allegations in this lawsuit, it looks like he experienced some pretty frustrating things on a personal level. Uh, there's the text from Bill Belichick that, Bill apparently thought was going to Brian Dayball, but instead went to Brian Flores. Wow. Uh, that seemed to indicate that Brian Dayball had the Giants job locked up three days before Flores was interviewing. So uh, I think as these things compound, uh, it, it just starts to feel like it's not a level playing field. And somebody finally snapped to the point where, as you said, he, he filed a lawsuit that will be certainly frowned upon by prospective employers in this industry. But uh, make no mistake, there are a lot of uh, black coaches and others who have had experienced this state of a long time that will find this to be heroic. And look, it just hasn't been a good stretch for the NFL in terms of race, including the race norming part of the concussion lawsuit, which hasn't gotten a lot of attention. And I would encourage people to search engine that and do a little more research, but maybe one of the more abominable things I've seen, and that's not just on the NFL, the players association signed off on that settlement too. It's since been rectified after attention was drawn to it, but just um, it, it hasn't been a great run and meanwhile, you have a league that has end racism and it takes all of us in the end zone and on helmets. And it's going to be a great halftime show that appeals to the urban demographic. Uh, it, it's a crazy time for this to, to hit the NFL. And I, having worked at the NFL for as long as I did, eight years with NFL Network, I know that they are flipping out both in that Los Angeles NFL media headquarters and in the league office uh, on Park Avenue in New York. Do we believe an African-American coach will be hired in this cycle? Uh, I believe that if you're a team that has not yet hired a coach 
and you were planning to not hire an African-American coach, uh, you are now thinking about how bad it looks in a different way in the wake of this lawsuit. Now, maybe that won't actually impact the decisions, but not only has it been a rough cycle so far coach-wise for diversity, we have had two uh, very promising young black GMs who've been hired, which is cool, and that's progress. But, uh, you know, it's kind of looking like it's not going to go great with Josh McCown maybe getting Houston, and that's an offense. That's offensive to a lot of white coaches too. I don't want to just put that in the race box. Someone yeah. with zero coaching experience getting an NFL head coaching job should offend virtually any coach with experience. But um, you know, you've heard, we've seen Matt Eberflus, Jonathan Gannon's getting a lot of run. I think. Kevin O'Connell very well may be headed for a job. Uh, Mike McDaniel, who is biracial, uh, may have a shot at Miami, but it's not looking uh, awesome. And so I don't know, will this impact what actually happens in the cycle? Tell you one thing, if I were Roger Goodell, I'd be working the phones right now to the owners who haven't yet made hires and saying, hey, anything you could do to help us from a global standpoint right now, wouldn't hurt because we look real, real bad. Well, I think what really hurts the NFL, um, you know, Brian Flores won eight of nine with Tua and 10 games with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua. And now I've both of us from various sources heard that Flores, you know, and this has become a Patriot trend, um, can be difficult. His interpersonal skills, not very redeeming, fired multiple offensive coordinators. Okay, fine. Um, and I, I suspect Flores would get another job, although sometimes, you know, Doug Peterson, by the way, it may take a couple of years. You know, it, it's by the way, there's not many great jobs out there. The Raiders is considered the best job, and it's one of the worst ownership situations and the toughest division in football. So I always thought Flores would get another job. He probably need to kind of look in the mirror a little bit in his, in his interpersonal skills, which, by the way, Matt Patricia, Josh McDaniels, Charlie Weiss. But you, you know, when you came on our podcast, um, I thought I wouldn't say you took the side, but you understood the Flores after you did some deep diving. You did understand Flores's dismissal in Miami, I felt. I think you put it really well. Um, you know, a lot of times, black or white, when we see people get fired in a very surprising way in the NFL, when I really dig deep, I, I find that relations and, as, and particularly managing the relationship with ownership tends to be the thing we're missing. And I would put John Dorsey, for example, he was a successful general manager uh, in Kansas city uh, seemingly, and he's white and abruptly he was gone. Seemed to be from what I uh, gathered yeah. his, he wasn't doing a great job of keeping ownership in the loop and, and giving them a sense of what was, you know, important to them. So uh, I think Flores would fall into that camp. And look, he's a young coach. Uh, and certainly let's not ignore the New England part of it. You put that very, very well. But yeah, I, I when he was fired, that kind of uh, made sense to me because of that, though. I think we would all have agreed, like, won a lot of games. As you said, it's pretty, pretty weird firing. But listen, not to personalize, I've been accused uh, quite recently by good friends of personalizing everything. But, uh, you know, I recently moved on from a job that I had for eight years and I'm now trying to figure out my situation. And I know that uh, 
I was very frustrated by the way my last job ended at NFL Network, and uh, that remains frustrating to me. But as I've gone through it, not being in that job and the outcome of that has frustrated me much less than some of the things that I felt have happened since then when I've been on the market. Uh, and so I, if that's what Brian Flores maybe has gone through in the last couple of weeks and that's what got him to snap, I can understand because, okay, yeah, the Dolphins, it was weird. And I, it's ridiculous in my mind that I was fired with that record, but maybe I just had a bad relationship with ownership or whatever with the general manager, but really now you're going to make me do a song and dance interview for a job with the New York Giants that I found out from Bill Belichick. If you believe Bill Belichick, it's already in the bag for Brian Dayball. Um, and there are some other damning things in that lawsuit. Again, we'll see what the evidence is. But he says that he did an interview with the Broncos in 2019 that was effectively, in his mind, a sham interview. He said that John Elway and others showed up an hour late and, in his opinion, Opinions seem to be hung over. Um, and, you know, that I'm sure felt like a system that wasn't, you know, uh, geared toward his potential benefit or level playing field. Uh, there's a charge in there that uh, the, I think the most damning thing in there, uh, I, if again, we'll see what the evidence is, but he says that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross did some things, including either offered him $100,000 a loss when he wanted him to tank or actually gave him that. Uh, I have to read it a little more closely. He accuses Ross of trying to engineer this meeting with Flores and a pro unnamed prominent quarterback who was property of another team over the offseason where they would just happen to meet and Flores found out about it and left. I mean, there are some things in there that, you know, go beyond the systemic racism part of it and are just plain um, – you know, damning to the people named. And so uh, it's really, it's a bombshell to drop, but I think we're going to be watching this uh, over the coming weeks and months. And in a way that we felt we might with the Washington Dan Snyder uh, investigation and emails that as of now, we've only seen a tiny slice of. FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. So to celebrate, new customers can bet $5 to win $280 in cash on either team to win if you use the promo code Colin. That's right. You get your winnings, cold hard cash, because we know cash is always better than free bets. FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. They got same game parlays. You can combine small bets for bigger wins, tons of Super Bowl props, and more. Don't miss out for your chance to turn five bucks into 280 in cash. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Please use the promo code Colin, C O L I N. Payouts in as little as two hours. Safe and secure. FanDuel Sportsbook. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbookfanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT-STEP to 53342 in Arizona.
Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Yeah, I am never surprised uh, when billionaires do shady things. Um, I mean, I hate to say it, but I am so, I have heard so many stories through the years, ridiculous stories from owners in the NFL, from coaches, day before a game, demanding they change the game plan. Um, I've heard that twice. 
um, having to waste two hours talking an owner off a ledge uh, when you're job the team you took over was one in 15 and he can't believe you can't compete with ray lewis's ravens the following year so i mean when i read some of the the brian flores stuff i'm like yeah what a shock that and i've said this before we always say there's about seven great quarterbacks in the league there's about seven great owners in the league yeah great point well you're talking to the person who did owner rankings annually for both si.com and yahoo sports um and then I know this is going to shock you, but when I went to NFL Network, I stopped doing the owner rankings because they were very, not only uh, detailed, but very personalized. I, I, I said things about owners that they weren't used to hearing uh, and didn't like to hear, not just about their ownership style, but their personal style. And, you know, I stopped when I was an NFL employee. Uh, I suspect those will uh, resurface shortly. Um, and, I, they will, you know, I won't hold back, but you're right. Um, I always said when I started doing owner rankings, you would think in a competitive industry like this with egos, and by the way, a guaranteed profit, you would think there'd be 32, you know, people out there who were like, I will do anything to give my team a chance and support it. And you're right. I mean, seven might be a little more than seven, but it's not more than 12. You know, it's somewhere in that seven to 12. So depending on how you and I would parse it. Um, yeah, maybe there's a way you and I could turn this into a, uh, just my wheels are spinning into a, a visual and audio presentation too. Cause I love doing it in print, but, uh, you know, there's a lot to say about all 32. Yeah. It's, um, I, my initial reaction to Brian Flores is what the hell. Then I made two calls, people I trust. And I'm like, yeah, it's the, you know, it's the Patriot paradigm again with, lousy people skills. Um, but God, you win eight and nine games with Tua. You're going to get another job. By the way, wh- uh, where are we on Eric Bieniemy? Is he interviewing for any of these jobs? Right. He had one interview with the Broncos. I actually did talk to Broncos general manager, George Payton, because I'm very interested. And he said, I, I said, that you know, he's been accused of not interviewing well in the past. And he said, no, he interviewed very, very well uh, the enemy did. He said he was a very good interview. Basically, you know, a cynic would then say, and I think I probably asked, well, why wasn't he one of your finalists? But before I could even ask if I remember the conversation correctly, he answered the question. And the answer was, I was blown away by Nathaniel Hackett and Kevin O'Connell, who I believe were the two finalists. They named Dan Quinn as the third one. But I, I think he, I, the way he termed it to me was that Eric had a really good interview. But look, when people say, You know, I I mean, listen, everyone wants to litigate each one individually. And I can going back to Sherm Lewis and Ray Rhodes. And I I could do it every year, every cycle, every instance. But it's it is a global phenomenon. But in terms of the enemy, one thing that frustrates him and other black coaches and other people who are paying attention is that. You know, Andy Reid had Doug Peterson as his non-play calling offensive coordinator. Doug Peterson got a job. Matt Nagy succeeded him. He was the non-play calling offensive coordinator. He got a job. Eric Bieniemy became the non-play calling offensive coordinator. Got even better. And now it's like, nah, don't want him. And uh, people say, well, he hasn't called his own plays. I'm like, yeah, he's he's the exact same uh, as... The other two, you know, in terms of his job, and he's got Andy Reid publicly 
And I know privately pounding the table and saying, this guy will be a great head coach. Doesn't mean he will, but Andy Reid thinks so. So, um, you know, I, I just, Jim Caldwell has been a frustrating one. Look what he did in Detroit. Look what's happened before and since, um, you know, I, and look, I, I know people like to lampoon this, but I'm very, very close with Hugh Jackson. I understand much more about what was really going on in Cleveland and what some of his unique challenges were. And he, I would, if he were right here next to me, I would say, you did a lot of it yourself, buddy. Some of your bad qualities came out in a stressful situation. And when you lose, you get fired. On the other hand, there are a lot of things that happened to him that were not very fair, in my opinion. I'm sure some of them will be coming out uh, before too long. And I also know that it ruined his career. This is a guy who had one season in Oakland when it was eight and eight and got screwed after Al Davis died, Mark took over, who got fired, gutted his way back after being an assistant special teams coach and working all the way back up, got another chance due to his great work with Andy Dalton. And, you know, partly of his own making and partly because of the position he was placed in, his career was essentially ended. Uh, and I, I know too much about it. That's not fair either. There are just a lot of things that haven't been fair. And, and again, I know white coaches that are being screwed too. Don Martindale would be one that comes to mind, in my opinion. I think he's been a great coordinator. I think he should be a head coach. So I'm not just putting every single thing through the racial lens, lens but systemically it has not been fair. And I understand why someone like Brian Flores would get fed up and just say, you know what, I'm doing it. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's a reason Mike Tomlin got very agitated when he was asked about college. And he said, would you ask Sean Payton that? And I think the message was very clear, although it was framed like a compliment, uh, Mike Tomlin is the Super Bowl winning coach of the Steelers, and we would not even for a minute think an Andy Reid or a Sean Payton would go to the college level. So I listen, I'm somebody that tries to be fair, um, but I don't think any reasonable person can look at what's happening and not say, all right. Come on, let's be honest about this. I mean, let me ask you name because Brian Flores is. Pretty damn intense. Name the last non-black coach who won eight of nine games and was fired. <laughs> I would. I mean, seriously, it just doesn't happen. The only the only parallel is Harbaugh in that he was so successful and such Jim Harbaugh was such a pain uh, and was so good. He, I mean, what Jim Harbaugh did, I don't want to discount. He took over in a lockout year. You know, where you can't be with your players over the offseason, a losing team, and they were in the NFC Championship game hosting it and went to overtime that first year. And then Super Bowl, and then NFC Championship game, narrow defeat. And then he had a not great year and was basically fired. Now, it's the same thing as Brian Flores. I understand why Jed York was done with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. I get it. And I would have had no problem with him making that decision. I just think the problem is if you bring in Jim Topsula, you have to answer for that. But if you fired Jim Harbaugh and brought in Kyle Shanahan, it probably would have, you know, been okay. So um, it's, it's not an absolute, but you're right. It is there. It just, there are too many inconsistencies when you compare the two over too much time that you can't, if you're fair, you got to say, 
it's not great. And, and the last thing I would say is I, fans like to weigh in on this stuff all the time. I speak to coaches every day and especially black coaches, uh, but other coaches who aren't black and personnel people tell me these things too. But if you think that they're just putting their heads down and going, ah, it's not Mike Silver just plays the race card and Colin, but really we're just, you know, they, they think about this all the time. They think it's unfair. I've seen people leave the business because they just couldn't take it anymore. Good coaches and they know it's unfair. And, and so I'm trying when I get loud about this to speak for that. Yeah. Um, let's pivot to a couple of other things because I do think the Brian Flores NFL lawsuit is worth about 75% of this podcast. Um, I said this about Jim Harbaugh to the Vikings. I think Jim's great and I'd hire him. It feels a little scorched earth to leave Michigan now. They would be forced to hire 38-year-old Josh Gaddis, who would then have to hire two coordinators out of the hiring cycle. Like, the good guys are gone. They could try Mike Tomlin. <laughs> Sorry. Too soon. Although, Colin, there is a rumor that a current NFL coach would want that job, and I'll just leave it at that. But let's let's I'll let you continue your very well-crafted question i think harbaugh's great he was asked to take a pay cut he's sort of toying with him they just lost their defensive coordinator now the offensive coordinator if he leaves is the head coach they need two new coordinators they would lose in the transfer portal days multiple recruits um and i don't think it's a great job because in a year you're looking for a new quarterback i think actually harbaugh can do better and I do think it would be scorched earth to your alma mater, which is just to me, he's 58. He's got a long tarmac, leaving a year. And you know, a quarter of the league fires their coaches every year. Next year, the Colts, the Seahawks, and the Cowboys could have coaching openings, right? So, yes. So there's a lot of really intriguing openings in a year. This year, I don't love the openings. That said, he's got a connection to the GM. What is your Mike Silver radar saying on a Vikings job? I've done some reporting on this, Colin. Um, as far as Michigan, you know, they kind of squeezed them after last year, and they were in a position to. I believe they made him take less favorable contract terms and or less money, um, and he took it. And look, I, it is his alma mater. He's been frustrated by losing Ohio State all those years and not getting them over the hump. So – my reporting tells me that he now did something after that, after getting squeezed, that was better. He beat Ohio State. He got him to the Final Four. It was a big thing. I don't think he's that worried about their feelings right now. And if he, and at the very least, maybe he wants to make it hurt a little bit. Um, will he actually leave? I don't know. But he certainly is eager to speak to NFL teams right away, and he's not hiding that. And the defensive coordinator did leave. So – um, you know, I, I don't, I can't tell you the psyche of a maniacally competitive person every single time because they think on a dark and, you know, uh, distorted level that makes them great many times that Jim Harbaugh is great at it. Uh, but my reporting tells me that there's something going on there where he thinks they did something to him and now he's at least doing something to them. Uh, so we'll see. And, you know, I also wonder about Miami because I think Mike McDaniel's a great candidate and may very, very well get that job and it would be awesome. And he's biracial, by the way. That would be cool. Um, 49ers offensive coordinator. On the other hand, Steve Ross 
put himself in a box and said, I, I'm a Michigan alum. I'm not taking Jim Harbaugh for Michigan. But what if Jim Harbaugh tells Steve Ross, I'm not I'm not into Michigan, man. You know, I, I love it. It's our alma mater. But that that ship has sailed. Steve Ross then defensively have that conversation with himself where he says, uh, you know, I'm not taking them. I, I know I, I can explain that kind of. Jim Harbaugh just came to me and was like really interested. And you know what? I want to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, I'm pretty old. So I, I would keep an eye on that. I, I think the most likely thing is he stays in Michigan another year. Uh, although that's a hard year because you got to recruit in that year and you got to, you know, compete in that year. Let's segue to your Jimmy Garoppolo interview and article, which I thought was outstanding. Um, I raised this question. Garoppolo will not fetch multiple ones on the market because of his injury history, but he could fetch a one. There's somebody, perhaps a playoff level team, a Pittsburgh that doesn't have a great pick, has a pretty damn good roster. They've got their running back, their tight end, their receivers. I mean, in the box, it's formidable. I could see Pittsburgh saying, we're going to do a two-year deal with Garoppolo. We'll give you a one, and we're still going to look for somebody or, or keep Dwayne Haskins because like Garoppolo, he can move, but he's not mobile. Good enough arm. He feels like to me, Dwayne, a really solid backup. If you had to play him for a game, you could win it, but you're not going to build around him. But Washington, Ron Rivera can't go into a season with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke. Uh, Tampa, they want to win games. Garoppolo brings some Brady sauce. He knows the system. I Your, your takeaway on... To transactional league more than ever, your kind of takeaway, teams are giving up first-round picks now and winning a lot. I could see somebody giving up a number one pick for Jimmy. Yeah, it's going to really depend on the market. First of all, we're, this is before everybody has lathered themselves up about the six guys who are at the Senior Bowl right now, and we're going to start hearing teams <laughs> think more highly of them than we than they do right now. Yes. So that's, and there's six of them, and they all have a reason why you wouldn't spend a high pick on them, but you know, most of them have a reason why you might. And so I think that will change. Um, we're going to see if Rogers and Wilson are really in play. Uh, we're going to see if Carr is really in play. I think probably not based on my conversations. Uh, I think Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are car fans and that will probably work itself out. Although we'll see uh, Washington, I believe is big game hunting, by the way, I think, you know, they, they got to do something, but, but Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of was the Jimmy Garoppolo solution. Like he could get hurt because he's old, but he's pretty good when he's in. I don't think you do that again. I think you either go big game hunting. And if you, if you lose out, you draft someone, you've got the 11th pick and you try to do it that way. Um, so listen, I wrote about Jimmy for Bally Sports. I'm really proud of the article. I, I'm a big fan of him as a person. I think yeah. he gets I think he gets overly maligned as a player. I he told me he opened up about just how much pain he's been in playing through that thumb injury. And it's a weird dichotomy, Colin. And that this is why I've kind of been fascinated with Jimmy. He's he gets pummeled on social media and and brutalized and and, and in the media. But in that locker room, he is loved beloved and he's not trying to be something he's not he's loved for who he is and 
you know, I just thought it was a really cool story to see him under the specter of replacement all year and elimination from the, the first or the, the end of the season with the Rams, you know, down 17, nothing on and just see the way that he performed off the field and on the field in those circumstances with a really, really, you know, legit injury. And he got really close and, you know, we had a really cool emotional conversation, uh, you know, right before he left the stadium. And I, I think if he stays healthy, he has a chance to do something good. It could, he could get a one because the market's going to be weird. But I, my only skepticism, Colin, is that I think there's six guys that are going to get pushed a little bit higher in, every, in some teams' minds, and that may convolute it a little bit. Then there aren't as many chairs. Yeah, I my my guess is it's a two or a late one. It'll be better than a third just because of the desperation. But you get a two back, like something, you know, that kind of thing, or you get a three back, that kind of thing. All right, Mike Silver, Garoppolo interview. Read it for Bally's. It's really special. The Jim Harbaugh insight and Brian Flores as well. You got to take a flight somewhere important. Good seeing you, buddy. Thanks, Colin. I look forward to seeing you in person very soon. All right, go to YouTube at The Volume, at The Volume Sports, YouTube, subscribe, think you'll like it, push that little button, it's very easy, unless your hands are tied behind your back, and in that case, you're being kidnapped, and the whole thing scares the hell out of me. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more than a movie is back with season two I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.